0: Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure that you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we actually mean your boys. Yeah, Stephen and the twins. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way that you approach caring for your balls, and great news, they've just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. Now, let's not forget, it's We're the not best... about
2: the Australians having an eye set. Are you not? Shirt.
0: No? No. Uh, well, neither am I, actually.
2: They can chuff off.
0: <laughs> the Lawn Mower 3.0 Trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Lads, have you ever had a grooming accident? And be completely honest.
3: Only the odd nip and a little bit of needless blood for a bit, but nothing oh. like ridiculous. No sort of horrific <laughs> Halloween horror film scenes, mate. And I'm too scared to go to the Yeah, so... um. Yeah, I am actually due a little bit of a tidy up down there, so I'm looking forward to using my um, previously used Manscaped equipment.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. And Chris, are, are
3: you- I would second what Brookie said. I don't think
2: anyone can lie if they do look after themselves and say they've never had a little accident. Yeah. But um, due to having the new Manscaped product means I will never have an accident again.
0: I love it. Well, look, they've got an ear and nose hair trimmer as well. It's called the Weed Whacker. They've got the Crop Care Kit. We like that, by the way. I've I've used that ball deodorant. It's brilliant. Really, really nice. I don't know. I don't really know why, but feels nice and fresh down there. It's very good. Crop mop ball wipes, crop cleanser body wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair, on your head. Not that I've got much of it, so mine will probably last me a while. Be
3: careful, mate. Be
0: careful. (sighs) I just thought I'd get that in before you guys started as well. And if you've suffered, suffered from stank foot or you stand on your feet all day, um there's a product for you the foot duster foot deodorant it's a free gift as well when you order this so that's pretty good loads of stuff to go at oh, as well um and w- the reason that we're kind of mentioning this to you is because we've got a, a, a code haven't we chris is it barmy army i'm guessing we to-
2: have yes absolutely so you can get 20 percent off and free shipping at manscape.com with code barmy army and block capitals make your balls a priority this fall
0: Masterfully done. And like we said before, I use mine the other week, and you, you can eat your dinner off it. <laughs> <laughs> A very warm welcome to another episode of the Shackles are off podcast produced by England's Barmy Army. We are rattling through some really good guests over the next few weeks. So if you've downloaded and subscribed, we'll expect a few podcasts dropping into your inbox. Um, Jack Brooks, Chris Millard with me, and we've got another great guest. And we're not going to try and pretend on this intro that actually we've already recorded the interview and we're putting it out. This week and England have just flown to South Africa um, this week and we've recorded it before England had flown out to uh, for that ODI series. And it's uh, Sam Billings and Sam Billings is, well, an incredible servant for England. He's still under 30 years old. Seems remarkable. Seems to have been around forever. Um, Brooksy, you know, you know, Sam Billings fairly well. He was great on the on, on the pod. Really interesting guy. Engaging, funny, lively, he's got a lot of stories to tell as well because he's played with some great players. Um, But above all, just a really nice lad. Oh, yeah, top
3: man, Greggy. I like the way you've just given up on the magic of radio and thought, nah, we're just going to admit defeat
0: and just... (laughs) There's no smoking mirrors. We can't be doing that, can we? Come on. (laughs) Fair enough,
3: mate. Um, Yeah, no, Billings,
0: top guy. um, It was
3: obviously a really entertaining chat, isn't he? He's very funny, very lively. Loved his Danny Morrison impression he's yeah. um, also probably one of the poshest blokes currently in the English first class game as well um, so that's always entertaining <laughs> but um, yeah just a uh, really guy to engage with him I'm glad he agreed to come on yeah yeah, I, I'd second that Greggy I just thought he
2: was very interesting just to hear almost how how much of a long career he's had as a 12th man all over the world and finally he's he's 29 now and he says quite openly about his what he wants to do in the in the in the foreseeable future. And I think he's quite excited by that. And He speaks so well and he loves the game. He's so passionate about Kent and about people like Zach coming through. And it, you obviously heard Zach on the podcast before. And it's just great to hear someone who is his captain just reinforcing how good he will be. And just and talking about Kent as a place and the destination for cricket is pretty cool as well. That was um,
0: That was interesting, that, wasn't it, actually? I mean, you're saying, well, why, why can't we have some of the test matches and stuff here? That is, I think that, that, he made quite a good point, didn't he? Really, on that.
2: Mm, absolutely, mate. Absolutely, and, and he's he's just very um, very passionate, very passionate man about the game, but very posh, like Brooks said, really, really posh. <laughs> like your Yorkshire dulcet tones and addition of mine, and Brooksy's everywhere, tra- traveller vocals um we're 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 quite well complimented by just a chameleon mate i'll just fit in where i need to
0: yeah just a natural the crown impression
2: that billings was pulling off (laughs) greggy before we go i just want all the listeners to make sure that they check out our youtube channel and um and make sure that they log on and have a look at the video of this because your hair today is unbelievable i think i've wanted to mention it throughout the full Full podcast, but I can see eight eight strands spiking up, and they're like vertical. It's like Gareth Gates circa two thousand and two, yeah, okay, but with a lot less hair. Yeah, yeah, like a bit of a flower pot. It's
0: not great. It's It's It's
2: been a while since you've been hammered for your hair, isn't
0: it? Well, oh yeah, it was only last episode or something. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs)
2: We'll, um, we'll tweet a picture out with um,
0: with the show. Thanks very much. Thanks. <laughs> I'm a great promo, that. Yeah, much appreciated. We actually got some messages in. This is a nice swift change of subject. Um, we had Simo I think who messaged in saying love the pod lads loved Daffy what a guy top man is Daffy funny why didn't he just do now this is a good point actually why didn't he just do D for DeFratis instead of Diana Ross and just stick his whites on well actually I think that's probably a bit of a cop out and also it, the story wouldn't have been being told 20 odd years later 30 years later would it
3: also how much of a knob would you look turning up to a party in whites if you're an international
0: yeah. cricketer as yourself as well yeah that would <laughs> wouldn't have worked so yeah so that that was a very poor idea and also enjoy the pod lads keep going with them and um, that's from Tim and ryslip and Tim and ryslip um, I know exactly what you're doing there that's a thick of it reference which probably actually I'd uh, probably only 10% of the listeners are going to understand so we'll move on from that one really quickly um we actually started our podcast chat with Sam Billings by asking him, why isn't he a uh, professional rackets player? Which just reinforces your point, uh, lads, about how posh he is. So um, yeah, so I'll tell you what, let's get into it. But in the meantime, if you are listening to this podcast and you have me- been meaning to get in touch with us and you just keep forgetting or you keep putting it off, we want to hear from you. Um, info at barmyarmy.com or just tweet us or tag us you know, on Instagram or comment on any of the sort of promo videos that we do. Uh, we put loads of bits out. We would love to share some sort of stories of cricketing woe or just any sort of random chit-chat, to be fair. So, um, yeah, so get in touch. Anyway, um, is that it, lads, housekeeping-wise, before we get into Sam Billings? Yes?
3: Crack on, mate. Crack on.
0: I love that that attitude. Fantastic. Um, Anyway, right, let's get into it then. Uh, We're talking to uh, professional racket, Sorry, professional cricketer Sam Billings on the Shackles are off (laughs) podcast. Silly. Sam, thanks for coming on. The the first question that we usually ask all of our guests is, what got you into cricket? Which is kind of a boring question, but I'm not going to ask you that. I'm going to ask you, why aren't you a professional rackets player? Were you just like the worst in your family at rackets?
1: (laughs) Well, there's only two of us who play. uh, Let's be honest, technically, I haven't actually lost to Tom yet. He's current world (laughs) champion, but I now refuse to play him at rackets. Whereas at school I used to beat him all the way through because I was two years older than him. So now <laughs> actually technically I'm unbeaten against him. But uh, as probably many people um, don't know, actually, um, yeah, my cousin is world champion at, at rackets, which isn't exactly the most played sport around the world. <laughs> um, but still, he's he's a phenomenal. Um, it's a phenomenal achievement, and he's he's very very good as you'd expect.
0: Yeah, is he a cricketer as well then? <laughs>
1: Well, he thinks he is. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got a lot of my uh, old kit, um, and he plays a bit with uh, various kind of different jazzer teams or whatever. So, um, he I actually went and watched him last year, and he smoked a hundred. Um, so yeah, he can play. He he can
2: definitely play. He turned it on when the um, when the pro came to watch him. Is that? How yeah. It? <laughs>
1: well, yeah. He's like, I'm after your job.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Um, no, he's a good,
0: he's a good lad. A talented, talented boy. Love it. So you're a Kent boy through and through. You're obviously the skipper down there at the moment, and it's um, it's going, you know, enjoying it and and whatnot. Did you you went quite? I didn't realise this until I was doing a bit of research for the pod, Sam. Is that you actually didn't think that you were going to be good enough? You you kind of went to university and you thought you were miles off it, and you ended up at Loughborough, and it was only there that you actually worked on your game to get yourself to a professional kind of standard, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't very good, let's be honest. At school, I used to chip it to cover for like 20, get a pretty 20, and that was me. Not much of um, but uh Yeah, if I'm honest, uh, growing up all through kind of age groups and stuff, obviously I'm the same year as Stokesy, um, J-Roy. No, sorry, J-Roy's year above, but Rooty, Butler, Stokes. So not a bad year group. And I was always kind of, um, Rudy and I were the smallest by a mile. We were about five foot two until the age of probably 18, 19. Um, thankfully, that has changed. And anyway, we just, I had a really good technique. I just couldn't hit the ball off the square, if I'm honest. And then went away to university, didn't get given a contract. Um, got a, just an academy contract and just thought, you know what, if I'm not going to make it, as a professional cricketer, at least try and get a bit of education behind me. And um, yeah, you never know at that point in your career or how it's going to pan out. So that was the best option for me. And I think that's a great thing um, about cricket. I mean, Brooksy is a perfect example as well. There's different ways of getting into the professional game. Um, and it's really important to keep those options open all the way through because you never know how long your career is going to be, but you never know if you're going to make it as well. So not everyone is a Ben Stokes and at 16 knows you're going to be an absolute superstar. So, um, I think it's really important on a, uh, probably the last serious thing I say on this podcast that actually it's, it it is important to, to get a different, um, kind of experience, not just your kind of professional
2: game. What year at university, Sam, did you think that, Oh shit, I'm going to have to turn it on here. I think I'm going to be quite good again. It's like when you've done all the partying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I got my priorities straight, don't <laughs> worry about that. Um, no, it was actually, so my first year of university, I I actually was really ill in the summer term. Um, they thought I had meningitis and I, I, um, I had a liver infection and, and things like that. So, it, it, yeah, it was pretty mucky. I only played a bit for the Kent second team at the end of that year. Um, so I didn't actually play in my first year, but it was the second year I... Um, captained Loughborough MCCU and my first game was actually against North Hunts. My first ever first class game.
3: I you didn't play, that, did you?
1: Did, did I, did I play? play? I think the big dogs just, you know, <laughs> chop and choose whether they want to play. No, no, so, big um, dogs. Hang on a minute. Hang yeah, on a minute. Dave, Dave Willey definitely played, uh, but I got 100 on debut, first class debut, and all of a no, sudden. I didn't,
3: I didn't play them. No, there's no way I played no, them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly i teed you up bloody hell any danger um and yeah i got 100 on and i think it was one of those moments that i proved to myself more than anyone else that actually yeah I, I could potentially um get a go here and um at the time like i said kent hadn't offered me a contract and knots were very keen. chris reed was obviously uh coming towards the end um and yeah i was very close to leaving kent at that point actually and going to knots and um thankfully i kind of stuck in there and and kent gave me a contract at the end of that year and quite a good story from luffer actually that um got a call from paul Farbrace. Martin Arsfeld um had broken his finger so sam yeah you're in the squad for friday it's uh, 2020 at cardiff first game well done really well deserved you're going to play um about at seven awesome thanks a lot didn't tell him i had an exam that day so at two o'clock so there was no way something had to give so i called my dad up i go dad bit of a conundrum i've got an exam at two o'clock but the game starts at four o'clock in cardiff and i've been called up, farms or whatever dad said okay well i'll see you at cardiff then put the phone down <laughs> that was it got not got naught percent in the exam it was absolutely fine didn't turn up, but yeah the rest is history as they say well that just puts
3: pay to your going to uni for education mate when reality was you're just going for a bit of student union piss up at Loughborough and a bit of cricket like which...
1: life experience
0: correct yeah, we
1: get definite life experience they took it seriously at Loughborough it was Graham Dilley a coach Graham yeah um Dill was my coach and he had a huge influence on me there's no doubt about that he um he worked I think he selected a few that he really kind of got behind and thought, you know what, I'm going to push this bloke so he can kind of crack on and he can really give give him the best chance possible. So I owe him a lot, actually, at that point. Um, He was exactly the kind of coach. And we became really good friends, actually, throughout his illness. Um, And then he obviously passed away in my last year, which was devastating. But, um, yeah, he was... for any aspiring sportsman, if you want to study, I think Loughborough, in my opinion, is the only place you can go.
3: Yeah. Or yeah.
1: should go. Yeah, no, Well, you're still good. there now, really, aren't you? With the England, when you when you go for
2: England, can't you go, do you, do you pop back in the student union and have a quick <laughs> snake <laughs> bite on your way?
1: Oh, oh snake bite. Smake WKD Bart. Blue. <laughs> stick to the floors in in uh in the nightclub in there it was it was a dusty joint but it was great fun yeah (laughs) um i think it is important though certainly young guys now um get thrust into the professional atmosphere so early um can take it too early uh, too seriously too early with that kind of stuff so um no it was great it was a great time Amazing three years. Love
0: that. T- just talking about young players now. Zach Crawley, colleague at Kent, friend of the podcast as well. He's done great, hasn't he? I, it's unbelievable to think. What is he? 22, 23? and I mean, in the summer that double ton. Forty five. Yeah. I mean, he, just, <laughs> he, just, he just he just seems so much older, doesn't he? And he got me with a great joke on one of our previous podcasts as well. But that's um, he's. I mean, you must have been watching on really fondly when he scored his double ton in the summer.
1: Yeah, great summit is the understatement of the century, isn't it? <laughs> um, I, I, um, there was something going around on Twitter that um, Rob Key is chairman of the Zach Crawley Appreciation <laughs> Group. I'm definitely president. <laughs> um, and uh, look, I'm maybe surprised that he obviously got a double hundred that early on in his career against that attack, but I'm not surprised how well he's done consistently. Um it's a credit to him, the hard work he's put in. And, I mean, we've been saying this down at Kent four or five years, uh, what a special talent he is. And I think that the thing that sets me apart, we do joke, he is 45 uh, mentally. I mean, he, he wears some terrible clobber as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> which, thankfully, he um, he's he started to work on, which is great. Um, but he was always, it's his mindset, which is brilliant. And you see that in all the awesome kind of players around the world it's just the mindset of the bloke is that he just wants to be the best he can be at cricket um and he will give himself the best chance and he's done that from a very young age um and yeah i'm really really pleased for him i think he's i mean i don't want to pile the pressure on too much but he has got every attribute the kind of the world's his oyster really he can do what he wants um in all formats of the game as well he's not just a red bull cricketer he's he's phenomenal so um captaincy as well down the line there is no doubt that he's got leadership potential as well and i'm sure you guys could kind of see that in the way he comes across he doesn't take himself too seriously he he does think about the game he thinks about other people and um has a lot of very very good attributes like i said
0: he, um I mean, when the T twenty started again, when the Vitality Blast came on again this summer, and he it was, he, he came in and just smoked it in that as well, didn't he? And I, it never really occurred to me why. I was thinking he's not really had any kind of sniff of a of a white ball chance either, has he? And he was just like he just clunked it. For Kent Spitfires in yeah. that. Clonked it. Is that a technical term? Yeah, yeah, it is. This is <laughs> the uh, this BBC is how technical term, we so. get on Clonged this podcast. It. Like that.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. <laughs> in Sheffield, Greggy. Yeah. Clonked <laughs> um, it. <laughs> so, Clonked it. Yeah, I like that. He he did clonk it definitely. He. Um, <laughs> no, but that's he. He just thinks about the game. He looks at other. Uh, at the game as a whole and see how how it's moved forward. Um, He's always looking at, for instance, they're going to India. So even this last couple of weeks, uh, training-wise, a huge focus has been on spin and game plans, and he's always thinking forward, and and that's with T20 as well. We had over uh, lockdown lots of chats um, as a group um, on on Zoom, of course, about 2020, how we want to play our cricket, and he was a huge part of that. Um, you can tell he really does think about the game and I mean there's thinking about the game and obviously then having the skill to back it up and the way he played was was exceptional so um, like I said I think the only difficulty is he's got the difference in batting um, kind of numbers and the sheer depth in the white ball game at the moment in this country is is phenomenal I mean there's probably Fifteen batters that you could pick for England at the moment that you could actually go, yeah, have an opportunity, and they deserve the opportunity because the numbers stack up in in uh, county cricket. So it's going to take him a little while longer, but um, let him just focus on the Ashes and win that down under for the lads. So uh, fingers <laughs> crossed, yeah. eh? though. Like, Absolutely,
2: yeah. Sam. But you yes. said there about the the um, opportunities at the minute and the amount of players in the ODI. So I'm sure we'll get onto it later. But for you as well, personally, it's like, oh. Bloody hell, did he have to come around with all of these absolute guns in the ODI squad all the time? Is that, is that right?
1: A little bit. Um, I think this year has obviously been a breakthrough summer for myself. Um, I've been around the group a long time, five years now. And um, I think, well, the last time I played consecutive ODIs uh, before the summer was like three years ago. And then before that, it was my first series in 2015. So it's been a consistent... I've been on the fringes a game here or there for a consistent period of time. And again, it's just getting that opportunity and really grasping it with both hands that I probably haven't done in the past. So um, it was, for me, it was great to show my capability this year. Uh, And like I said, back it up performance after performance, because I mean, look at my uh, stats from a counter cricket point of view, there's not much more I can do in the whiteboard game um, in terms of, backing up my numbers throughout that. So there's there's just a group of us that, like I said, you've just got to um, earn that opportunity and take it and and grasp it with both hands. Well, yeah.
0: God, yeah, so I was going to on, say Sam. 100 against yeah, the Aussies yeah. helps with that, doesn't it, Sam? You know, that, yeah. oh, that gets a few people on side, particularly the Balmy Army.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it was one of those moments, I'll be honest, that last year was without doubt, Brooksie knows with, with injuries, Um, my whole perspective has changed really from players being injured. I hadn't had a serious injury before. Um, And then obviously missing a world cup home world cup uh, where we won. Um, Yeah, it was a pretty dark year, if I'm honest for myself. So what was pleasing about this summer was that actually all the hard work that I've put in over the last kind of year or so to really get myself back on the park and improve over that kind of period of time um, has all been worth it. And, and look, it's, yeah there's not money no one can take that away from me 100 against the aussies now uh, albeit in a losing course of course but um that's what you dream of as, as a young kid growing up and um, you want to score runs against them more than anyone else so yeah. <laughs> um, course, mate, yeah, yeah it was great you've proved you can do it now mate and you said
3: you've been around long enough you're still young enough to get to the next world cup and you'll keep yourself fit and young don't you so
1: Absolutely, Brooksy, don't worry about that.
3: Future's bright for the Bilbo, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, uh, that's the aim anyway. Um, we've got two 2020 World Cups coming up in the next kind of year and a half. Um, obviously, the Ashes, with all these COVID restrictions, there's going to be bigger squads, more opportunities, and look, like, it's up to me. I think it, the, the ball's in my court for the first time ever that I can really use my opportunities to my advantage. Yeah. Look, if I, I know that if I play well, I offer a hell of a lot to any team that I play in. Um, so that's that's the plan moving forward. Just got to stay on the part and don't do any silly dives and pop my shoulder again. <laughs> yes, enough of, mate. Get behind the stumps again. Overrated exactly.
3: Fielding's overrated, mate. Well, <laughs> you, mate. You offer a lot off-field as well. You're a you're good bloke. We've talked together before, haven't we? And I know how good you are around the boys. A very popular member of squads, squad to do. No doubt. That's the nicest,
1: nicest thing you've ever said to me. I (laughs) appreciate
0: (laughs) it. Um, Brooks, oh, has just called, it. Brooks has just called you Bil- Bilbo then, which is, you know, fine, fair enough. And I want to talk to you about nicknames in a second. The
3: Bilbo. It's the Bilbo.
0: The Bilbo, right. The Bilbo. Okay. I mean, there's a story there, isn't there? I also want to get your thoughts. I know Michael <laughs> no, Michael Vaughan calls you Prince Harry, right? And I'm not sure if you yeah. if you like that or not. You don't seem that bothered, but I've just sort of thrown it out there to you. As long as you don't defect to the... It's Meghan you- Markle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? How can you whinge at Prince Harry? <laughs> like- exactly. I'm taking that. He's royalty and he's... Married to Meghan Markle. I'm very happy with
0: that. As long as you're not defecting to the USA and playing for them in the next World Cup, we're not bothered. We're alright with that. That's Imagine
1: fine. Imagine that.
0: Imagine <laughs> that. Absolutely. No chance. So what's the story behind the Bilbo then? What's that what's this all about?
1: No. <laughs> um, Bilbo has come from um. Obviously, I was five foot two till about the age of eighteen. Right. And so it's just oh, I was a tiny little hobbit, annoying little <laughs> hobbit. So uh, it's unfortunately stuck, and now I'm just under six foot. I'd like to claim six foot, but I can't. Okay. Um, oh,
2: Wikipedia says. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was really
2: five foot ten. No chance. Really. Uh,
1: six foot, taller than that. <laughs> easily. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the bill, then. it's just um, stuck, unfortunately.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, you've given up a bit of franchise cricket as well. You kind of made a decision. Was it about a year ago? You just said, right, I'm not playing any for the next year. And obviously you didn't foresee the sort of strange circumstances around sort of the IPL and all that kind of thing as well. I suppose it made sense at the time. But in hindsight, I mean, you've had a great summer. So that's probably looking like a good decision, that, isn't it now?
1: Yeah, so the, the thinking behind that was simply because of my shoulder, missed a lot of cricket and... Um, and even well, the last few years, I, like, as I said earlier, that I, I've only played kind of sporadically for England. I don't want to go to a competition at the age of 29 now and sit on the bench consistently. I've got to play cricket consistently to improve. Um, I haven't actually played that much cricket. Dan Lawrence is six years younger than me. And he's played more first class cricket than me. So... It's really interesting that people think I've been been around a long time, but haven't actually played that much. I'm probably a 26-year-old in terms of cricket. I've done a lot of 12th man. I'm very good at uh, mixing drinks, um, (laughs) making tea, all of that stuff. But it it comes a time where I've just got to be playing, and I'm a better player than just sitting on the bench and and doing that. So that was the thinking behind it. Obviously, no one knew what was going on. Um, So I have absolutely no regrets, and it was... It was a really good decision um from my point of view. And looking forward now, I've I've got um opportunities lined up and um really excited to get back into that kind of world, but um and play some cricket. Perfect. Great that you've got your mate, your focus is um captain of Kent. Are you captain of all forms or is it just one of I pieces? am. I am all forms, yeah, even Red Bull. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. they are really that desperate. i trust Matty Walker's judgment, mate.
3: <laughs> Matty Walker's is an absolute legend, isn't he? So, um, listen. Anything I would say about Kent was, um, like quality, quality outfit. Produce a lot of their own quality players. You look at the obviously lads like Crawley himself, DBD. Um, you got um, Dennis has been around a while. You got young Cox this year came on the scene. Um, Ollie Robinson. Ollie Robinson's, right Robinson's obviously, well. showing good things. And you've even got that youngster Darren Stevens still whirling away. It must be a pretty good environment down there to, to new lads coming in. Obviously, Jacqueline Jack joined you as well. One of my old Yorkshire teammates fitted in really well. Yep. He says it's a really good culture down there. So, what's what's it like playing for Kent and leading those boys?
1: I absolutely love it. Um, it's it's been a, an amazing kind of three years, and it's one of those things that's actually really helped my cricket shift my focus from day on day out. Um, to wanting to play for England and striving so much to worrying about your own stuff that you, you can't do that. It takes actually the pressure off um, doing that. And you have to worry about the whole team and, and moving forward as a team. So it's, it's helped me. I know that other players in the past have, have gone the other way. And it's, it's taken that focus away, but for me, it's definitely helped. Um, I think Kent was, because of various different finances and everything it was, it used to be a very captain run club, uh, for various reasons, but three years ago, um, the st- the structure completely changed. And the captain and coach both needed more support from above really, and Paul Downton coming in has been a huge addition. So in terms of the structure that we've got down there now, um, it's great. He he strategizes. He really plans forward, and then it's up to uh, Walksy and I to really look after the group of players that we've got. And a lot, um, a lot goes into the recruitment, as you said about Jack and and people like that. We're we're never going to be a county that can buy in five six players in a winter um, and go into a bidding war. We have to be really selective about who we go after, and also where we can maybe offer more than those really big clubs with big squads is actually an environment that we want people to come and be a really fundamental part of it um, and add a lot to that environment and, and give people opportunity in all formats of the game. And I mean, look, we're, we're seeded three in the championship now, which is, has been a long, long way since um, we are in div two before. Um, yeah. When we got promoted before that, I'd never played div- division one cricket. So mm. We're back where we need to be in that. We've always been a really good white ball side. Uh, We just need to translate that into into winning trophies now. So what we built, like you said, building our own um, players as well from the academy, we have to do that. We have to invest in our own and give people opportunities. And my job as captain is to try and provide an environment to make that seamless. And um, and. Ultimately, we want to produce England players. We had we went through a period where that wasn't the case. Everyone was worrying about playing in Division One and playing for these test match grounds. Well, actually, we've got Joe, myself, and Zach now all playing in the England team, and it means absolutely nothing. It, it you can play for Kent and other counties now and perform consistently for them. Um, it's ironic that Essex, Somerset, and Kent, the top three seeded teams in the championship, are non-test match grounds. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> So that's really pleasing from our point of view is that we're actually now a place that we can say, look, our boys are playing for England. There's no reason why you guys can't come here, really make a name for yourself. And and someone like a Jack Leaning, I always felt that playing for Yorkshire, um, he actually had a really good couple of years in all formats for you guys. And um, was always that first guy out when all the international boys came back. And I felt really kind of sorry for him, but now we're trying to, make him refine that form. And um again, who knows he can get on a lions trip uh, potentially if he performs well, other guys, Ollie Robinson, Matt Milne's two guys on the lines. And then we've got La Quadri and, and Jordan Cox in the 19. So all of a sudden we've got international representation throughout. And, and that's really pleasing for me. And it makes my job a lot easier that we've got guys who really want to strive for that. And it's about getting the right people in the, in the right Definitely environment. Had, so,
3: um, you definitely got some shrewd signers, like you said, like Milnzy and um, Harry Podmore before him, like good performers who weren't probably paying enough for their initial teams. What's um one thing I want to know, knowing yeah. you, how I do. What's your captaincy style like? What are you like behind the scenes in the traps? Like, if you have a bad day, you come back and start kicking things around and you go, oh, "Bloody hell, boys!"
1: Oh, uh, bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> what what was that? Um, get the shotguns out. No, I don't. Um, look, I again it makes you grow up big time and I think you as a young player when you're coming through you're so focused on yourself um I think most people are, are pretty emotional as, as as a kid growing growing up and um, as you know i'm a very passionate guy about about winning I'm very competitive um and so in the past that did overboil that's something i've worked on hugely i've i've le- lent on morgs who is literally the coolest man in the world um donny uh, it was another influence i talked to about him actually saying it to him and saying well were you always this calm and he said no i used to kick things i used to chat rackets like fedora did as um, as as an example and it, over time you just learn how you've got to deal with people and manage people that's not going to help uh, the situation. No one means to uh, to do badly. If they do, they're out. Um, so, <laughs> so it, it's kind of uh, is something that has really helped me develop as a person as well as a captain, and uh, as something that is very enjoyable. The challenge that I'm very aware that I need still need to work on different things, and um, yeah, th- that was definitely one thing initially that I had to kind of address. Not many better to learn from those two either, are they? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Shame, shameless pick, pick name the best.
0: Yeah, yeah, massive. I
1: to, <laughs> yeah. Pick Do you pick them up? You're you a, you a close personal friend of Federer as well. <laughs> yeah, Fed. Fed to me. <laughs> Sam, my, <laughs> one of my Big questions
2: rock. for you about your current Kent team is probably the, arguably the most integral part of your team. Darren Stevens, how many years are you going to get out of him? Yeah, how many years has he got left in the tank? 50.
1: One get to 50. Why, love the man one thing one thing i've learned and we i think everyone's learned is not to write that bloke off um <laughs> mentally he still thinks he's 23 that's <laughs> that's genuine him and him and Zach have basically swapped roles or <laughs> so um, no he it's amazing to have that uh, love of the game still burning as much as it does and for him to turn up to training every single day um, and then go straight to the golf course as well. Not many 44-year-olds can do that. So he is an inspiration, really, to anyone. Um, actually, age is just a number, and um, he keeps performing. So we are in the performance business. At the end of the day, if, if someone's performing positively, you should be rewarded for that. If you're not, then obviously there's repercussions to that. And as you go older, get older throughout your career, unfortunately, um, time does become less. You get m- less of a chance to to um, kind of had a have a bad run. But, look, he keeps performing whenever we... Well, we said last year that um, there wasn't a contract on the table and he goes, right, well, I'm going to show you. And then all of a sudden... Sorry, that was uh, last year, yeah, against Yorkshire. Um, got five for a double hundred. Cheers. <laughs> 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 I mean... Uh, yeah, so we did it tactically, of course, to get a few yeah. performances out of him. but man management, um, man. Exactly. So, look, you can't write him off. It's great that he keeps on doing it, and long may it continue. Um, look, I'd much rather have him on my side than face him, that is for sure, because... Oh, comfortably, mate. I'm, um, well, I'm the opposition, and I know... <laughs> you just smoke him day. everywhere, don't you? Well, no, I don't,
3: mate. <laughs> <laughs> um some of our batters, and I know a lot of county batters, a lot of them have budgies back because no one knows how to play them. They don't know what to do. Like right? Some really experienced players with very good careers behind them still have no idea what they're doing against them. Corruption, to... have you got ten years left? Um, uh, no, no, you got eight, eight years left. Years, I might not live for another ten years, let alone play cricket. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously Steve-O is for me a bit of an inspiration and like Age shouldn't be a number on performance. I get quite annoyed when people lose their jobs, or especially in sport as you get older, when, especially now when lots of cricket is a lot of
1: fitting, used to be like he's what 44? Yeah, probably yep. a, he's probably gonna be 45 this year. Unbelievable.
3: He's, but he's probably as I don't know how fit you would say is, but he's probably a fit as a man of mid 30s or so, maybe.
1: Absolutely, and he looks after himself. i be, be very honest with that. Um, yeah, he is old school. He likes a beer at the end of the day if we've had a good day. Um, but, yeah, he, he does chun on the bike and he's still... I was doing hill runs with him um, <laughs> when we we're allowed back to training. And, I mean, yeah, he, he wants to keep going. I think as soon as you wake up and you don't have that drive to do that kind of stuff, that's when it's time to pack it in and look, he's he's still performing, so... Uh, long may it continue and he he wants to win something he said that pretty openly um, at Kent and and be around that group and he's been around a very long time and he knows that we're not far away so um, yeah hopefully we can do it for the for the big lad
0: love it I love that now here's a bit of a, um, a, a question for you Sam so I'm going to put you on the spot right
1: absolutely Go
0: for it. I was having a look, doing some research, as I've already mentioned, right, on you earlier. I'll go on ESPN Crick Info. Justifying uh,
2: his job again. And,
0: yeah, justifying my, 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 <laughs> my place here, right? That's all we're doing. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> there's, there's, um, on ESPN Crick Info, you're listed as having played for 21 teams. 21. And I'm loyal. Not...
1: Look at the loyalty, lad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a one club man. He's a one club man. Um, one, one
1: one counter. Counter, man.
0: Do you re- do you reckon that you can name all of them, or not? There's a couple of oh, stinkers of in there as well, by the way. It's absolutely stinkers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! I'll
0: give it a go. Go on, go on, have a go. And you can, and if you are listening along to this podcast at home or watching along on YouTube, you can. Well, if you're watching, it's very funny because you're going to watch Sam squirm. So, uh, very, very amusing. But yeah, go on, Sam. Go on, try and list some. There's some obvious ones.
1: So, so would that have like? I'll have like Kent Academy on there, won't it?
0: Yeah, so it's got Kent Second, 11 Kent. So I'll tell you what, we'll get, yeah. get. won't we'll, we'll count some of those, but some it's of
1: the 20 probably, isn't it?
0: Some of the rascal ones, I want you to see if you can chuck some okay. of those out. So I've got some the, in the mind. La-
1: the Lagos Leopards on in there. Um, <laughs> right, the Northern Warriors T10.
0: Yeah, that's in there. The
1: Delhi Daredevils. Yeah. Um, what was that other one? The other T10 team I played for. What was that other one? <laughs> Loyal. Yeah, you got the one before. Up again. No, it was two years ago. Yeah, actually, yeah. Don't put this out. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh
0: the, Are you thinking of the Bangla Tigers? Is that who you're thinking?
1: Bangla Tigers. <laughs> <where we go. laughs> I saw the orange helmet. I actually captured them as well. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Chennai <laughs> Super Kings, Kent. Yeah. Um, Sydney Sixers. Yeah. Sydney Thunder. Haven't played for them yet, but I'm going to. Um, England. Yeah. Uh, right.
0: Islamabad United. Islamabad United, yeah.
1: I've played in the PSL. Sounds so much like a football
3: team. <laughs> United.
0: United.
1: Jeez. <laughs> um, England Lions, England Lions on there, Greggy? Yeah, but that, yeah, England Lions. I mean, that'll be on
0: there, won't it? Yes, that's on there. That's on there as well. Loughborough MCCU, of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nice. MCC.
0: MCC as well. Yeah.
1: That's. Uh, I mean, I. Each other. Well, this one, I feel a little bit embarrassed to. I mean, at the time as well, I played for the World Eleven.
0: Yeah, you have. That's on there.
1: I, I burgled. How did I burgle that playing with the goats of the game? <laughs> who did you play like, against? Like, who, was, who was playing? Who was, it was against it? the West Indies at Lords? I mean, it wasn't a small shindig either. So, um, yeah, I played for that. Right. Come on. Think about this. Oh, brilliant.
2: That's fascinating. ICC World 11 and Loughborough MCCU Second 11 on the same sheet.
1: Yeah, perfect quality.
0: What about, there's a couple of white ball England colleagues of yours who you played on their teams. Team There's Team Morgan and Team James Vince listed on there as well.
1: Oh, I mean, that is just a joke. I'm never getting that, am I? When was that? That was, was that West Indies?
0: Don't know. I, I would't if you knew I mean this is this is what baffles me I mean I can tell any, you
1: any others any others that I should have got
0: um oh yes there's the Kandahar knights as well should you have got them The who the Kandahar know Knights
1: who he's for. I've never paid for them
0: <laughs> have, you, have you not all right we need to have a word with Mr That's ESPN the then
1: yeah, that's a false accusation. Get George bell on it. And <laughs> <laughs> um, the Kandahar Knights.
0: Yeah, Kandahar Knights, apparently. Kandahar Knights.
1: Yes, um... Unless I've been signed by someone and I don't know about it. I'll speak to your agent, yeah. mate. Unless you flew in for one game. For <laughs> um, okay, cool.
0: <laughs> there you go. Anyway, I just Amazing. thought that I just thought that'd be quite. I mean, that's a... I want to hear
2: more about the World Eleven game.
0: Do you? Yeah. So yeah, tell, tell us about the World Eleven. How did that come about? Who was playing? Who were you playing against?
1: So they needed a keeper at um, late notice. So that I dropped game a call up basically. Yeah. So. Um, Quality. No, it's good. It was at Lords. It was for the hurricane relief game at Lords against the West Indies a couple of years ago, and um, I think I was I was in woeful form at the time. It was just <laughs> it was one of those opportunities that I couldn't turn down because like you never. Not many times you're going to get asked to play for the World Eleven, mm-hmm. so I thought I can't turn this down. But geez, I'm a terrible Nick here. I need to need to get have some. It's a charity game, and you don't have a, <laughs> have a few throws before. But um, no, it's really good, and we got absolutely smacked by uh, by the West Indies. Andre Russell hit one on the top tier of Lords. So wow, um, yeah, he can strike, him Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. He'll go, he'll go far that. Lad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, um, that
3: MCC game, was that when you played against Yorkshire and I played? Was the uh, Abu Dhabi day-night day,
1: game? Pink ball, where you uh, chirped me for the duration. I don't think that's my style, mate. What are you talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> Not like you to get in the faces of batters, is it, and give people send-offs? Doesn't sound, doesn't sound like me, mate. <laughs>
3: Lovely. Not Love the all. passion. Love I think it's because we had just talked together, I think it's probably more banter in way. But, but you always bang on about how you're going to um, slog sweep me, were not you? Yeah. And yeah, you, ended up, I, I, you ended up leaving a straight one that clattered into your castle. You? <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not that you remember. No, it's the only
3: thing I remember. I think, literally, the only thing I remember from that game. Really. I remember you do, you did um, slog sweep Pato a few times. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. too happy, old Pato. Bless him. Yeah, he's never get there,
1: any. <laughs> yeah. I don't think
3: we played against each other too many times. I think white ball would be a completely different. But you're probably not going to. Do that now, because I'm not going to get
1: a gig. So, never know, Jack.
0: You never know. Um,
3: reinvent myself,
1: like Steve. Well, we haven't we haven't actually played that much against each other, no. Thankfully, because I think that you would have the better of me as well. Don't worry about that. No,
3: mate, you're um, you never know. Every dog has his day, don't it? If you were available for Ken, um, the year before no. last, you would have played, wouldn't you? But you were injured, and then obviously bubble life this year. Next year, um, we might do. You never know. Maybe. You guys go.
1: We, we both play well enough. Look forward to it.
0: red ball aspirations. Are you going to be in Ash, on the Ashes um, tour next year, Sam? I hope that you are, but I mean that's got to be the aim, hasn't it?
1: You'd probably say that to everyone, don't you?
0: Uh, yeah, we've got a twenty-five man squad going at this rate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um,
1: look, I I want to play Test cricket. There's no doubt yeah. about that, and. Um, as I kind of alluded to earlier about how much first-class cricket I played compared to someone like Dan Lawrence, um, I'm very—that's uh, the most inexperienced format for me. Last year, after my injury, um, we didn't have much T20 left to play. It was just Championship cricket, and actually, that was the best thing for my shoulder. It still wasn't quite right to obviously go out and try and slog it everywhere. So. It really gave me an opportunity just to get my head down for five games at the end of the season. Um, I got back-to-back hundreds, three hundreds in a row. Um, And I think that proved to me more than anyone that actually I have got a game that could be successful in that format, as opposed to being an afterthought and just playing half a year or whatever every year, Um, is something that I really wanted to do. With anything, um, schedules and everything, and different formats obviously have to take precedent from time to time. And with two world cups coming up 2020 world cups, I really want to be a part of that. Um, and that's my focus at the moment. That's not to say I'm not going to neglect championship cricket, but just at this point in time, I'm far closer to obviously playing in those teams and in those world cups and say potential ashes tour It's not to say if I go and smack it again next summer, um, Maybe I can get on as a bit of a wild card pick at the end of sneak onto the squad, onto the plane. And um, who knows? But look, it's something I definitely want to do. It's just finding the time to obviously give yourself the best chance to develop. But, um, yeah, I showed against obviously Yorkshire, one of the best counties historically. Um, those 300s for me really kind of gave me a boost for that format of the game as well. Save so the a big but, game, mate. Yeah, well, but it's nice, like I've been kind of shoved into a bit of a kind of um, cubby hole just to say, right, he's kind of a lower order slogger and a keeper kind of and a, and a fielder. Actually, I'm far more than that. I can kind of bat anywhere in white ball cricket. And yes, I have got a technique that can be successful at red ball cricket as well. Um, yeah, so it was kind of, it was good to just get confidence in that game as well, really. Having said that, you're off to slog a few next week, aren't you, South Africa? Well, i try anyway. Yeah, it won't be through <laughs> lack of trying, Jack. But that's it, isn't it? Like this winter, I'm going to obviously focus on white ball cricket because they're the opportunities ahead. And um, it, it's great that England have got so, such depth now across all the formats that um, actually there's not that many much crossover. There's only a few, probably Rooty, Stokesy, Joff. Obviously, the bowlers are slightly different, but batters, uh, Joss. Um Apart from that, it's pretty much a, an even split.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And now, before we finish, because I've had a, had a little bit of an
2: informant. I heard you're good at a particular impression. No, absolutely no of, chance. No, of, terrible. I've, I've heard what's it's amazing? one of the best impressions of, of Danny Morrison we'll ever hear. So I, I want to hear it, lads. Do you?
0: Yeah, I want to hear it. And look at the peer pressure. We can edit it out if it's crap, but I'm not promising anything.
1: You know what's funny is that you can go on YouTube and it's all over YouTube. Me embarrassing myself for the Pakistan <laughs> Super League and IPL. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, I need I need a bit of preparation for this kind of thing. I <laughs> wish you'd give you a heads up. Oh, right. Come on, man. If it's shit, if it's shit, you're yeah, uh, editing. I'm I'll you edit it out. I promise. I promise I'll you. I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: promise you. I promise I'll you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, oh, promise you. Yeah. Promise. like get that in there. Absolutely <laughs> embarrassment. Right. Nothing to do with me, by the way. Don't
3: put this on. I do not know it's was coming.
1: Well, what do, what do you want me to say? The informant didn't say of that.
3: A give you a bit, a bit of a script. What do you think, Greggy? If Danny's just finished uh, the match report at the end of yesterday's IPL game.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) That's a a tough (laughs) one. Here we go! (laughs) We're here at the pitch report. We've just seen a nice, even covering of grass. The Double Ds have won the toss.
0: They're gonna swing a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's
1: what we're doing. That's what we're doing. That's I mean, That man. was a bit rushed, but I can do better. That was awesome. brilliant.
0: That was brilliant. Sam Billings, thank you very much. That was fantastic, mate. Really, really good. That's um really Yeah. And um,
3: I think it'll be remiss of us to um not mention great Graham Cowdery, who obviously sadly passed away yeah. today, Sam, and you probably knew him better than well certainly than any of us i came across him a few times at games lovely lovely man obviously kent stalwart and legend and um obviously the, the name synonymous with kent i don't know if you've got any word you'd like to say about the great man
1: yeah i mean i'm sure it's a it's a real shock for everyone um 56 is is way too young and uh i think you've hit the nail on the head he was always a very warm smiley personality um at at the games and and was very outgoing to offer his support to any players as well. So um, yeah, it's a huge loss. And I just obviously want to send my condolences to, to the family. Um, that obviously have, have great links at Kent and um, yeah, just thoughts with them really. And yeah, he, he, he will definitely be very missed and there's obviously been a CLO, um, the last couple of years and all the games, and um, he was definitely one of the easy guys to to chat to about the game after every every single fixture. So um, yeah, it really is devastating, and um, yeah, like I said, just our thoughts with his, with his family, and um, yeah, rest rest in peace, of course.
0: Well said, Sam. Well said, indeed. Um, well said, yep. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. When do, you, when do you fly out to South Africa? We might be putting this pad out. You might be able to even listen to it on the plane, weirdly, if you want
1: Perfect. to. Perfect. Oh, send me off to sleep, huh? <laughs> There's a few yeah. more
2: that can do that as well. Yeah, there
0: is. I'll tell you that.
1: I'll, I'll listen to Zach's. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we're off on Monday. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're flying off on Monday and then... Um, bubble life for the next probably three and a bit months so a um, bit of
2: sun though a bit of sun
1: in a bubble absolutely it's and uh, it will be a really good tour won't it especially after the IPL we've seen a lot of the English guys and South African guys all lighted up so um it'll be a really well contested series and um in in this really tough time it's just great that cricket's back on it's provided um Huge entertainment around around the world. So hopefully we can put on a bit of a show and, of course, win the series as well for the for the Barmy Army. Yeah, especially.
2: absolutely. So the yeah. yeah.
1: Barmy
3: Army can't get out there, but obviously yeah, Chris was, Chris was yeah, saying man. just off air before we came on that you haven't got a Barmy Army song yet. So are you, are yeah. any thoughts for a tune for,
1: for Bilbo? You, you
0: must know? have you must have dreamt about one, Sam.
1: <laughs> absolutely. I'm I'm actually gutted. It's um it's one of those things that you put down in your career that. Um, you can't finish. I, I will still be toiling away at 44 until I get yeah, one, so, like steve <laughs> So I look forward to it. Um, there you go, Millard. Get yeah, on to yeah. it, mate. Good it's man. Just, it's, a sh- it's just a shame that the Barmy Army can't be in Newlands because I, I know how popular that tour is. and um, I'm sure hopefully in the new year, next year, we can when we can obviously get everyone back in and the support yeah. is very much missed, lads. so uh, we look forward to it.
2: I appreciate that, Sam. We look forward to getting back and supporting you, boys. Yeah,
0: just a bit. Well, go well, mate, go well. Thanks so much for uh, for talking to us. And uh, yeah, there you are. Thank you very much, Sam Billings. Podcast Network.